When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, and, and you, there are Irish, you know, there are some places, but mm-hmm. we were walking along the Seine and, and across the street. I said, Casey, there's that one it, Canadian brew pub. Now, that's just not one you see. No, okay? that isn't. Ca- the Canadian. And they had a big, huge TV huge like on the outside patio area on the street because they had like a corner spot and i said that's the nfl oh well, i no. mean casey did car ballet and went dodging across right. the street you know you know see nfl you know because he was just going of course crazy because it was the one to find out the vikings won what, what was going, going on, on what was going on and we get there and it was like whatever another game but right it that place was packed so there are you know the people the tourists in that area found the football you know that's so funny that you say that because my friend kathy del kathy artist kathy del rosso mm-hmm. would always say she went to spain and she's a packer fan mm-hmm. and she said it doesn't matter where i go there is a green bay packer bar somewhere in the world you know she said it's always and yeah. it's like the irish pubs but yeah. they always have the packers on yes. or something oh, and then yes, last night you know, the Bears were beating the Packers. And then, of course, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, and then he comes back, and then they win, of course. So, um, a lot of... That was an amazing comeback. It was an amazing comeback. Oh, it was? So then people are like, oh, he's worth all the money. Yeah, here's here's what my kids said about the Vikings. Okay. It's good that they won, and they won. Because it wasn't that a banner. sounds like such a Viking so fan. But but it wasn't a banner showing. They're yeah. reserving judgment a little bit? Well, because... Like all Viking fans have well, to. Lori, yeah. we have to. Yeah. We've been crushed our whole <laughs> life. But it wasn't like a blowout happened. Yeah. We no. Our defense let a lot of points in. Our second quarter, yeah. our offense fell apart. The Gophers won in a big... That uh, was exciting. That one was exciting. Yes. Um, but anyway, I want to tell you about this. Okay, so... Okay. As far as music goes, there was a new song because last night, I don't know if anyone watched it on E, the Evan Ross and Ashley Simpson show. Debuted. It debuted. But listen to this song that debuted Friday and it's called... Are you going to watch this reality show? I don't know. I would only (laughs) watch it to see if Tracy Ellis Ross was on it or Diana Ross was Uh on it. And in last week, Ashley Simpson and Evan Ross sat down with Andy Cohen and Evan's voice is really gravelly. And he's been in a lot of movies, Lori. I was yes. trying to figure out what where he does. So anyway, but listen to how pretty this song is. Okay. Something. You give me something. That special something no one ever could. And if there's one thing I know, yeah, I know that you're the one. 
Leaving me open, I'm floating for your love. You asking me if I love you. Yeah, that's pretty. Isn't it? Yeah. And then she starts, listen to her voice when she comes in. It's really you asking me if I trust you. I do, I do, I do, I do. I know the world could be broken. She's, she comes in at some point, but it's really a pretty. Is it getting radio airplay? Or I have no idea. It just came out. Just I just think it's lovely. Yeah. And then um, what happened is the Mandarin cover of Coldplay for Crazy Rich Asian has hit number one. Oh, I believe it. We played it right away. I know. So Donnie's got it for us to hear it. It's so beautiful. Almost like a better Mandarin. (laughs) I really do. I think that was one of the beautiful ribbons around that whole movie was, was that the music, the music and it was recognizable songs in yep. Mandarin yep. and it just it just like was the sumptuous ribbon. Yeah. And it's a romantic comedy, yeah. people. It's not real mm. funny. I mean it's a rom com. I love that movie. I do too. And then Where um are we going again. I know. And then the other thing that came out is that Singapore has bypassed New York as um, the, the city with the most, um, w- with the richest people. Oh, oh I thought no we already surprise. knew that. Not yeah, yet. I guess. All right. How about and Lady, the Lady Gaga fashion show with uh, everything? Her tour Donnie, of did, What did you post? He posted her there at the Toronto Film Festival oh, after they were at the Venice. She was in her fancy widow's weed with the veil. Oh, she looked gorgeous. Mm, yeah, she had three different she outfits. She had three different outfits on last night. And they're really, you know, they're, they're really kind of Gaga goo-goo. Literally, they are on the march to the Oscars. I know Julia. It. We are going to hear because they she had a pillbox hat on. Oh, right? Yeah, and she looked so. I mean, I loved the Venice, the pink feathers, mm-hmm. and I, I love what they're saying about that. Let movie. me tell you a little bit about it. Okay, mm-hmm. here's Lady Gaga. They're exchanging compliments. This is October's Vogue magazine on working with Bradley Cooper. He sings from his gut, from the nectar. I knew instantly this guy could play a rock star, and I don't think there are many people in Hollywood who can. That was the moment I knew the film could be something truly special. And then here she talks about her chronic pain. She says, I get so irritated with people who don't believe in fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. It's real for me, and I think for many others, it's really a cyclone of anxiety, depression, PTSD, trauma, and panic disorder all of which sends the nervous system into overdrive. Mm. And then you have nerve pain as a result. People need to be more compassionate. Chronic pain is no joke, and it's every day waking up and not knowing how you're going to feel. I think that's... That's tough. Because I had a neighbor who had it. And... and because it's invisible. You yeah, can't see it. I think it, people, too, just, that it might have, like, uh, Crohn's disease or, or disease or colitis or, or diverticulitis. Or something. These things that you can't see, see, but, like, you have anxiety about what could happen with your body. Where what, are you going to be? Where are you going to be? I can totally see yeah. that. And I kind of like how Did, she, she put it all together. Yeah. Well, you know what? Listen, she she's... she's. They say she's amazing, Lori. Yeah. We're going to see the, um, the Twin Cities premiere... In a couple weeks, we are. Yes, we are. Donnie what if I have bowling? Well, you're going to get well, out of then it. You're not going to bowling. You're going to get out of it. Oh my God, the bowling's already started. <laughs> it I made started the last week, Julia, when I was in Paris. Uh, you know, uh, farting around, doing whatever the heck I was doing. It really is just like uh, this summer was a blur. It was a blur. Yeah. 
It went by so fast. So many fun things happened. So many adventures. We didn't even really get to talk about what a blast the fair was again. Well, this we year. can talk about that. I when know, we but, come but, back. but it was it fun. was a blast. You know, I know it was so much fun. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we've got random thoughts, and um, it's about time this dude gets a stamp. We'll be right back. You know, I saw this story the other day. Do you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right. Well, this is exciting. John Lennon gets a commemorative. Commemorative. There, you know, there was a list of words last week. Who's jet lagged right now? People, yeah. you. Well, that people can't pronounce. That's a hard word. It's a tough one. To mm-hmm. pronounce. Yes. And so, um, yeah. the stamp is, uh, we just tweeted it out at Lori Julia, and it's um, his iconic round glasses. and he has, It's like an Andy Warhol a little Yeah, bit. shaggy hair, and it looks like a cover of a 45 yeah. album, you know, um, single is what they tried to do it. But it's um, last week on Friday, they dedicated it to him to celebrate um, the, you know, life of him. Hundreds yeah. of Beatles fa- fans gathered around for the event. Yoko Ono was there. The artist that took this picture of John Lennon, Bob Gruen, um, and uh, spoke at the event. And it's just kind of a fun new stamp. I'll buy those stamps. Yeah, it does look Andy Warhol-ish. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. By the way, the, the Princess Diana, the Golden Flame right at the Pont d'Alma in Paris tons still every day flowers People, flowers pictures um so they have a flame there that's well, always it's, lit it's, it's not a flame that's lit it's just a gold it looks like a gold flame and does a, it have is it did Dodie's dad do it because mm, remember how he did it in Herod's in, yeah no it became inadvertently Princess Diana's uh, thing and, okay and when I was there a story I read um was that the the uh, first French, or the, of course he's French, um, the f- firefighter, the first responders, mm-hmm. they didn't know who who it was. And right. apparently, you know, this, he's never spoken of it. But, you know, the other two were instantly dead, the driver right. and Dodie. Right. They were instantly dead. And they just thought, he said, I just thought it was another traffic accident, speed and drunk driving. Because, you know, that he, guy was that going guy fast was and he clipped the, another car. The limousine driver. driver was drunk. But he just said, Princess Diana said, what happened? That's what she said to him. Mm-hmm. And right. he thought she was going to be fine because she had no That's visible right. injuries. That's right. And, and so he had his first interview, according to uh, the English version of Le Monde oh, I that I read, uh, that he just had never related that story. Right. He's a retired firefighter now. Hmm. Just, you know, she didn't know what happened. No. And then, of course, and, and then, and then she had cardiac arrest, and, and they, you know, he resuscitated her, and she died at the hospital. That's right. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a Paris Princess Diana segue. All right, there All you right. go. Well, this is this was really kind of a sweet story. So, a Mississippi high school senior, um, Kaylee Foster, was crowned homecoming queen of Ocean Springs High School on Friday after school. And they crowned her right before the Friday night football game. So she quickly had to change out of her home, homecoming outfit to put on her football uniform, where she kicked 
the winning extra point to win the game. Very cool. Um, But she had kicked two field goals earlier. She has been playing on (laughs) the varsity football team since she was a sophomore. She's a soccer player. And when I was at Eastridge, we had a soccer player that transitioned. I mean, are are women, I mean, will people accept a woman as a kicker as long as she's on the team? Absolutely. There have been a few others. There have. Yeah, as long as she's good. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Well, uh-huh. I just wonder if they really do accept. That's all. I was just oh, wondering. I would like, think so. If, if she makes the kicks, they'll accept. Laurie, okay. And then when she doesn't, damn women. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Damn <laughs> women. All right. So um, other things that are happening in... Um, the random world? In the random world are random. The ugly, uh, the favorite sunglasses that are the ugly sneaker trend for your face. That one that yeah. Donnie posted. I didn't even see that. Oh, oh yeah, I should take a look. At no, it. I Forget am. It. If I she's just not looking it. at it now. We're not looking at it. No, no we're not, not going. No. We're not going <laughs> to talk about that. Okay. Here's here was something. Stand up to cancer. We talked about a Kitty Couric had a lengthy interview with Savannah on Friday, and stand up to cancer is something that she started with some other women 10 years ago, it raised $123 million from pledges from the U.S. and Canada on Friday night. They played tribute to Aretha Franklin with a melody of what the world needs now is love, sweet love, and Mm. love, you know, it was a good night for that. Yeah. Okay. And then I thought this was really cute. So um, the first Starbucks operated by senior citizens debuted last week. Oh, yeah. And um, it's in Mexico City, and they teamed up with Starbucks, teamed up with the National Institute for the Elderly to provide employment to the seniors. The staff ranges from 55 to 60. Each worker performs a six and a half hour ship, ship, or shift. <laughs> shift. Who, who okay. didn't get any sleep last night? You know, <laughs> really? that's the other what, thing that happened to me last night. I didn't sleep a wink. Well, of course not, because you had to catch a flight. No, that isn't. I don't, I don't sleep when I have oh, to do that. Oh, yeah. And Casey's snoring away, and I can hear, you know, drunken singing people on my window. <laughs> and I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep. Were you in a loud the, area? And then in the plane. Well, no, just really any. If you're not in an inner courtyard sort of a situation. Right. And you I, can hear everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, I didn't sleep then on the plane because it was only 10 o'clock in the morning. And though you'd think I'd be sleepy because I didn't sleep last night, no, I had to watch um, the word according to Andre Leon Talley because part of that takes place in Paris. Was it good? It was, uh, yeah. You know, I liked it. I could have, yeah. there, there could have been more done with it, but I had gone to the uh, YSL exhibit um, at his. Uh, Yves Saint Laurent it was would have been his showroom. It was just a thing that was open for four months. Really, in his showroom and stuff. Um, so I watched that. Then I had to watch The Darkest Hour because I'd been to the Normandy Coast. Tell us and, about that, please. And I wanted to see, you know, I, I hadn't seen that movie and Donnie had raved about I it. I know he had ever, and he got an Oscar. Yes, That's Gary, right, Oldman. Gary Oldman. All right, tell me what you thought about Normandy. Uh, Omaha Beach yes. it mm-hmm. is very, it's, it's in, it, you know, it's several beaches, you know, there's yes. all along the beaches. And we we did a, a tour and I learned a lot and it was just kind of amazing. Do you think that would be the way to do it? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Because you guys had it. Well, I mean, I, I, I am, I don't feel confident with my French driving skills sure. just based on the little bit that I've done. Mm-hmm. It is very confusing, even with your GPS. I liked having a tour guide. There were only like six of us nice. with a guide. Yes. And, you know, it was, you know, it was a long, like a long day. We left at like seven in the morning and got back to Paris at like eight. Did they take you like in a mini bus kind of situation? Yeah, kind of, yeah. but it was so um, moving. And the French people, you know, all along that coast are very, um, you know, it's sacred land. And if you were to, when you stand there and you see miles of windswept beach and you can picture saving private Ryan yeah. as it's happening, mm-hmm. but it's, all undeveloped it's all as it was you know nothing is there nothing will be built there it's all these different beaches the cemetery there's over nine thousand american uh soldiers that are both known and then they've got you know people that the the missing (laughs) four women four nurses And that cemetery is run, you know, by the American. Our guide was funny. He said, don't tell your president. He might not know that the Americans are paying for it. Well, it's the groundskeepers. And, you know, it's all and people. You could go up to any of the workers. It was incredibly moving. And then, you know, the German troops were there for like two years. They had Mm -hmm. kind of a cushy assignment. You know, from above Calais, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's miles of beach. So they didn't even really have that many soldiers there, but they had bunkers and tunnels and these big mortar things. And all a lot of that is still there. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, I'd love to see that. If fascinating. Yeah, and next year is the 75th anniversary. And our guide, Sarak, he was like just so proud of how, you know, everybody, it's what a, it's, st- it's a big deal. And it's sacred land. And, you know, of course, French citizens, resistance fighters, and just regular farm, you know, they died too, you know, right. bombing and fighting, but it's just, it it really is special, and I'm so glad, you know, to have seen it, mm-hmm. yeah, and then they have a an amazing museum at Omaha Beach mm-hmm. called Overland, Overlord Museum, which is where Tom Hanks got his inspiration yeah. for what huh. happened it, with the museum in New Orleans. Oh, the cool. World Museum. Overlord, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, All right. There you go. Thanks. When we come back, we're going to talk about Serena Williams, the U.S. Open, and this other gal named Naomi Osaka. This is going viral in a big way. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's this? What's the latest? latest, latest. Trending online this afternoon continues to be the Creative Arts Emmys. They happen on Saturday night, and some of the highlights include John Legend becoming the first black man to win an EGOT. That means Legend has won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. He won an Emmy on Saturday night for Jesus Christ Superstar Live. Also the youngest. 
Also the youngest, too. Yes, fantastic. And uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice also became EGODs as a result of winning an Emmy for Jesus Christ Superstar that aired on NBC earlier this year. Also, Queer Eye, the Netflix reboot, won uh, an Emmy for Best Structured Reality Program. It also took home Emmys for Best Casting for a Structured Reality Program and for Outstanding Picture Editing for a Structured or Competition Reality Program. And Anthony Bourdain won uh, several posthumous Emmy Awards for Outstanding Writing for a Nonfiction Program. Program, uh, that for uh, Parts Unknown on CNN. Also trending online this afternoon would continue to be Hurricane Florence. Be careful out there if you're going to the East Coast this weekend uh, because forecasters say Hurricane Florence might become a Category 4 hurricane. The storm is on course to make landfall in the Carolinas by Thursday morning. However, its effects will be felt throughout the mid-Atlantic states over on the East Coast. And finally, Miss America trending. Miss New York, Nia Amani Franklin became the the first woman to win Miss America. She did that last night and she did it all without having to wear a swimsuit. That's us trading here at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Sometimes I feel like giving up. No medicine is strong enough. Someone help me. I'm crawling in my skin. Just whenever you want. Yeah, uh, any podcast um, apps or anything that you have. So mm-hmm. you can take us with you if you missed the beginning of our show today. Lori was giving us her Parisian oh, fashion department uh, reports, updates, things you did, things not to do. Now I want to tell you, Lori. Yes. Been obsessed. The U.S. Open was on late, late nights last week. Long, long matches. And on Saturday, something, the unthinkable happened. I, I, um, I read about this. Yeah, you read about this. So here is a recap of what happened at the match when Serena Williams played Naomi Osaka. In the final. Tennis superstar Serena Williams chasing her 24th Grand Slam win at the U.S. Open when the firestorm started. Serena given a code of conduct warning. Her coach accused of making illegal hand signals from the stands. The six-time Open champion furious with the call. I don't cheat to win, I'd rather lose. But Serena wasn't just battling umpire Carlos Ramos. Her opponent, 20-year-old Naomi Osaka, competing in her first Grand Slam final, playing the match of her life against her idol with the score close in the second set, Serena made a costly error. The 36-year-old slamming her racket in frustration. The umpire citing the superstar for racket abuse, costing her a point. Serena continued to argue with the umpire. You owe me an apology. I have never cheated in my life. I have a daughter and I stand with right for her. I've never cheated. Yeah, it, and then Whoa. this. Serena summoning tournament officials to the court, tearfully telling them that she was being treated unfairly because of her gender. Despite the tension-filled atmosphere, Osaka held her nerve. But instead of celebrating, Osaka sat under a towel in tears at the trophy ceremony, the pro-Serena crowd making their feelings known. In a display of sportsmanship, Serena comforting her opponent and also pleading with the crowd. We're going to get through this and let's be positive. So um, congratulations, Naomi. No more boo. The newly crowned champion telling Ariel Reshef about that moment. Just the fact that she like was hugging me and stuff, it really brought up emotions. 
After the match, Serena's coach admitting fault for the initial violation. I'm honest, I was coaching. I mean, I don't think she looked at me, so that's why she didn't even think I was. But many in the tennis community expressing outrage. Former champion Billie Jean King accusing the umpire of abusive power, writing in the Washington Post. Ultimately, a woman was penalized for standing up for herself. Mm -hmm. A woman faced down sexism, and the match went on. Retired top player James Blake echoing the double standard. I will admit I have said worse and not gotten penalized. Overnight, Naomi Osaka, the first Japanese person ever to win a Grand Slam tournament, tweeting she was grateful to have the opportunity to, to play on that stage. But I know, as a woman, I was grateful to see Serena really stand mm -hmm. behind her in that moment. And that was the, the beauty behind all of the content. Okay, it was so intense. I watched it. Yeah. I watched the whole thing. I watched all the reports yeah. afterwards. You and I watched my brother everything. should really I talk because he's obsessive like honest, you are about tennis. Honest to Pete. You, you were mainlining the U.S. Okay. Open. You the were, very yeah. first yeah. set, Serena lost 6-2. to two. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. This Naomi Osaka, I really have not seen her play because I didn't tape. She played more daytime matches. Yeah. She had never made it past even into yeah, a quarterfinal. She her, was but her serve. Oh my lord. She was amazing. Yeah. But her lifelong dream, and she's talked about it many times, is that she would go to the US Open and watch Serena play oh, wow. as a child. She loves is Serena. She that much younger? She, yeah, she's twenty. Serena's thirty seven. Wow. Just loves Serena. Like loves yeah, her, yeah, loves yeah, her. Yeah, All yeah. right. So then Serena's not playing well. Okay. No. And maybe um, it's the one shouldered tutu. No, it isn't about that because she played amazing during the whole. Oh, she did. She did. She made it to the finals, Lori. Um, I know, but I think like I know she's making her fashion point, but I just feel like that would just like that's. It seems uncomfortable. Well, it seems I already like a went. Dress. Yes, I did already went over all that because okay. it was so hot and she had a sleeve. And but yeah. anyway, okay, this fine. was more about just the play. The play. Okay, so what happens is. And I've listened to so much commentary. So they say that her coach, Patrick, admitted to coaching. But they always do it. They you all don't even coach. Know you yes, they all and, do it. And You're she so never even away. saw it or looked it, at it. Yeah. But this this umpire, Carlos Ramos, has never officiated a woman's final. Mm. He's done a lot of men's final. Mm -hmm. He's a gold, what you call a gold So he's umpire. used to men going off on each other, but if a woman goes off, you're hysterical. Well, I have to admit, okay, so she was just <laughs> so livid because it was like her integrity is unlike, you would call me out that I cheated. I have never cheated. But she couldn't calm down from but, it. But why do you, why I, in a heated professional thing, in a sport like thing, you don't ever say that men need to calm down. Why do the women always she have to She never needed down? to calm down. I'm saying for her, for playing, Lori. Yeah. That but, she, but she gets fierce when she gets angry I, and she gets more, you know, does yeah, it. And so then, focus, yeah. so then she lost a game uh -huh. um, after the first set to Naomi. She was so upset. And she threw her racket, mm -hmm. which I didn't think would be a point violation. So it's abusive equipment. It's, it's yeah. abusive equipment. So yeah. she got her second warning. All right. yeah. And the umpire didn't try to help her at all. Like, you know what, Serena, calm down. You've already got two. You know what comes next. It's a game. Mm -hmm. A game will be taken away from you. And it's so loud in this new Arthur Ashe Stadium that no one knows what's going on who's sitting in the crowd. Mm -hmm. So they see her be, um, you know, have a point taken away from her. And so they're like, what's going on? And they're booing. And then she gets a game taken away from her because she sat down and like, you're a thief. You're a thief. Yeah. You took a point away from me and you're a thief. Well, how many times I've heard so, so many men say, Hi. bleep you. Right. What the bleep? What right. the bleep and bleep what and bleep? What did John McEnroe say about well, her? Well, here's he Patrick McEnroe okay. weighing in on it, which I thought was interesting. And as as a woman watching her, um, 
I thought he he as the officiating person over Grand Slam never helped her. Mm-hmm. Never helped her out of anything. And but she got herself she couldn't calm down enough because it was her integrity saying she cheated, yeah, why accusing anyone why can't of cheating. She have that emotion. She can, Lori, okay. but it hurt her play. Is all I was trying yeah. to say. Right. Okay, so here you go. Well, let's bring in Patrick McEnroe, ESPN commentator, former pro. You were there in the stands. Uh, you have seen. You have played in a number of matches. You watched your brother famously with a famous temper. There, <laughs> fair to say, this never would have happened to a man. What happened to Serena? Um, it's fair to say that a lot of people made mistakes, including Serena, but it's also fair to say that gender bias was at play here. Yep. In my opinion, the umpire, if it had been a man playing, and this guy has given warnings and violations to top male players, but he's never given a game penalty, particularly in a Grand Slam final. What I believe he needed to do before that third violation was say, listen, Serena, you're going too far here. I hear you. You're making good points. Nobody's accusing you of cheating, but your coach coached. And that's against the rules. We can have another discussion about whether that should be against the rules, but it's against the rules. Could he have said something also? You already have two violations. Yes, he sh- that's what he should have done. He should have said, you've got two, Serena. If you, if you keep going, you're going to get a game p- violation. And none of us want to see that happen. He didn't do that. He should have. And the coaching violation, I mean, why does he decide at this moment it goes on Throughout the tournament, in different matches, why at that particular moment did he feel he needed to exert? Well, because the coach was coaching, so that's the rule. But you're right, and and as the players say, all the coaches do it, but that doesn't mean it's right. It isn't. I think it should be changed. And you know, most people aren't aware that on the women's tour, outside of the Grand Slams, there's coaching allowed. Coaches go on right. the court. Guess who's never taken a coach Serena to come on Williams. the court? And Venus Williams. But yeah, why isn't it allowed? You have coaches in football. Well, that's, 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 that, 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 guess what? Yes. Serena has changed many rules, including bringing in instant replay over because of a match that she played against Capriati years ago. This is going to spark that to happen again. Serena, again, changing the way things happen. But we're not talking about Naomi Osaka this morning. So is her victory diminished in this? Her victory's not diminished, mm-hmm. but she's not getting the attention that she should be getting. I applaud you guys for mentioning her right off the top. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's but, the I mean, deal. At the but end, at the, didn't Serena turn it back did. to her? She did, say, but yeah, it was so really, was, I'm telling you, yeah. it was not about Osaka at all. Yeah. Um, she did beat Serena. I will give yeah. her that. But Serena, when you get a game taken away, I've never seen this. Yeah. I've never heard of this yeah. before. It was wow. so wrong. My gosh. And this everyone's like back, booing. Back to back tennis. Because wasn't Wimbledon like amazing this year? Well, yeah. Yeah. But Serena also. But just saying that this has been like really, I mean, the tennis. Uh, the tennis has been something. But this, I can't tell you what it's like. This girl wins and she went and sat down and yeah, cried right. underneath a towel because everyone's booing. Because people in the stadium. Him, didn't yeah, know what happened, happened. Yeah. Right. and so she's crying they're both getting the award she's crying yeah. non-stop and the guy asks her something about what does it feel like to be your champion he's like i can't answer that question oh. now she was yeah. so meek it was really Jeez. it was really something but serena was treated i think she's been treated sexistly in a sexist way in so many of the questioning and everything she gets asked, when are you going to quit? And she's like, when Roger yeah, does. And right. why do you care about fashion? It's just because I do. You know, yeah. just ask. I think it just all she questioned the accumulated. Yes. Every, yes. 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 Yeah. It just that night, she just was like. And good for her for I know. standing up for herself. And I know. And, and I I mean, wow. But it was it was something. All right, yeah. When we come back, we've all got right. to Hollywood speak. Tell Let's me if it. you think this guy would be good at playing Prince in the biopic. <laughs> 
So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? All right, what's the meaning of this? Uh, Bruno Mars to play Prince in a Netflix movie? What? What? <laughs> Prince well, was one of what? Bruno Mars's idols. Yeah, I mean... Um, and um, he said it would yes, be the most nerve-wracking role of... yes. Yes, yes, I see Bruno it. Mars. I can totally see it. By the way, do you think this was kind of... I, I had an aha moment. So we're in our little minivan on our guided tour going to uh, Omaha Beach right. in Normandy, France. Mm-hmm. And we're in the relay shop, which is like their, you know, the holiday or something. Sure, sure. But so- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Super nice. I mean, you know, with all kinds of wonderful things to buy. Casey, oh, Casey forgot a raincoat. So, you know, he bought a coat there and there's caramels and just wonderful. Because Normandy is... Normandy, France is cows and apples. Yes. That's okay. it's cows and apples. Everything okay. is in fact in Normandy they're fighting over camembert should it be pasteurized or not. Wow. That is I thought it's so French to mm-hmm. fight over that, right? I got a chill. Okay. I just got so, a chill thinking about it. I know. To pasteurize or, or not, not to pasteurize. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea. I had a camembert sandwich that day and the guy goes, It's unpasteurized. And I was like, Wow, what's gonna happen to my stomach? Right. But we're in the relay shop getting a you know, uh only in France, you know, where they are brewing the coffee. With baristas and a fresh bakery thing with, you know, pan chocolate and everything else. Standing in line waiting for my cafe au lait and pan chocolate and what comes on over the over the thing. Kiss. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And people are just kind of, you know, and they got it kind of loud. And I'm like, I, I love it. You know, I'm out. We're here. Here, Prince is right here at this little... I love I it. I know. I was just, that was kind of funny. But every Prince, and you know, that happened to me when I was in Italy. Yeah. People, and I was in this funny outdoor shopping area and they are playing Prince. nonstop Prince. Yeah. Well, he's he, so global. Well, he is. And, you know, people, and he, you know, he, you know, toured Europe a lot. Right. Yeah. I, so, that's just funny because anyway, I remember, because of course you you're kinda, like, you're like, huh? huh. Minnesota's own. Uh-huh. All right. Robert Pattinson is down with the Twilight reunion. All right, let's think about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you, Hollywood, spoke this earlier when you said, I maybe, did. you know, he just would like to maybe, if he did another movie kind of like that or uh-huh. in a similar vein, it enables, it enables him to do other movies that yes, he likes. It does. Because he's really stretched as an actor. I mean, he played that weird kid in the New York movie. Which where, people said he was really good right. when he did Rikers. Right. Donnie, did you see that one? Which one is that? He was kind of like, I don't know if it was like he was a, 
a boss man or something like that in New York. Oh, the, or, the gangs of New York? No. no, no. I didn't hear the first part of that. Yeah, okay, never mind. But he also did in The Lost City of Z. He played that sort of, you know, scientific sidekick of <laughs> of Charlie Hennemay. By the way, how did Papillon do at the box office? And Peppermint. Let's look. Peppermint got just panned, Lori. Didn't did get it? good reviews. But why does the audience love it and the critics I hate it? I don't know. I, that... It, you, I wanted to. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. The nun isn't that a scary one? Yes. Yes. Very like scary. that. That's scary. Yeah. That yeah. is uh, the latest installment of the Conjuring series. Fifty three million in the box office. And I'll tell you why. Kids were very depressed last week. First week of school. Oh God! I love and scary. so they want to go to go see a scary movie and mm-hmm. you know make out, have fun, giggle with your friends. At, at least it's something to do in that first fun weekend if you don't have a football game. Right. Oh. Or okay. something, you know what I mean? Peppermint isn't That's even in the good, top five. Good yeah. timing, though, to put out a scary movie post Labor Day weekend because I'm telling you, the kids are just depressed oh. as hell. I don't think Peppermint is wide yet. It, is it isn't. isn't. Okay. Crazy Rich Asians so. came in at number two. Mm-hmm. Rounding out the top five were The Meg, The Shark Thriller, Sony's Searching. I don't even know what that's about. Uh, by, by the way, getting back to Hollywood speak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can we? You asked the question, Sorry, so you took us off Sorry. the thing. I know, okay. Donnie. Did you have something to say? Are we about done that with movie? Robert Pattinson? The searching is about the the guy whose his daughter goes missing. It's John Cho is the guy, and he's oh. it's about find trying to find her. And yeah. oh, okay, yeah. Um, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra copy Harry and Meghan's engagement photo. We've posted this to the T. Uh huh. And look at is is same is photographer Nick, is Nick Jonas. Is that a dirt mustache? Listen, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra he, and Joe Jonas like, and Sophie Turner were all at the U.S. Open. He looks like he's trying out for baby James Bond. I think he looks hot, Lori. I'm sorry. I kind of think he looks hot. Yeah, well, any he's mystery date in that he white is totally jacket. mystery date. <laughs> for Same a photographer he, yeah, as Harry and Meghan. Wow. Why? Why? I don't know. I'd love to know what the aunties are saying behind Priyanka's back. Jules. Because she's not marrying an Indian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And marrying a man eleven years younger. Well it's it's going it's going to raise a couple of eyebrows. I'm sure. It already it has. It already has. By uh, the way, was I saw a picture this morning at Charles de Gaulle of Meghan Markle in a billowy blue dress. And I didn't know if it was windy and a bad dress. Or is she pregnant? It was windy in a bad dress because the ruffles, she had a blue silk dress on mm-hmm. and it had vertical ruffles just down the front and okay. from the side. I have a picture out of my phone. Okay. I took a picture of it because so, I thought, no, she's not. But here is a right. crazy uh, days and nights um, blind item, Lori. Okay. Um, let's see. Someone has, uh, let's see, the conspiracy is, it was quoted in a Russian newspaper. It was a surrogate mother who gave birth but not her. Kate must have been wearing a fake belly showing the people that she was pregnant. Another added that um, Kate Middleton did not give birth to her third son. And the theory is, is that would the Duchess of Sussex use the same surrogate, the Duchess of Cambridge, used? <laughs> this, this is completely a stupid story. Yeah, yep. yeah. All right, there we go. Playboy yeah. model yeah. Shauna Sexton visits Ben Affleck in rehab, and oh, she spotted no, driving no, his don't car. Don't they say, like, when you're trying to get straight and get sober and get your life together, the last thing you should be doing is having uh, a girlfriend or a boyfriend that, like, you should be alone 
or just get with yourself. Mm-hmm. And You're he just to. and he just got out of that thing with uh, Lindsay. I, I, I don't. Know. I don't. Know, I, I think this is not mm-hmm. good. But what are you going to? Um, Carmen Electra. Mm-hmm. Money doesn't buy style. She sat in the front row of Christian Seriano's New York Fashion Week show on Saturday. Uh, she goes, oh, my God, I've met a lot of corny people of money and no style. I'm like, you have so much money to have the best stylist in the business. But guess some people just get stuck in the way they look. Yeah. Well, go to Paris and just walk around at the everyday girls. and Look at how stylish they are. They are all stylish. Um, Denise Richards had a quickie wedding yeah. in a quickie dress. She Was, married. Did she get married for like, like. So that the Beverly Hills housewife would pay for the wedding? I think. I think so. That surprised me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well. It's also a good storyline. Yeah. It is a good storyline. <laughs> and good it's story Aaron Fipers. And um, let's see. He is. They've no. been dating since December of last year. He finalized his divorce from Nicolette Sheridan. What happened with those two? They were married like six weeks. Or maybe six months, or they had a very, very short marriage. It took them longer to get divorced than they were married. Right. I wonder what happened. And I love that he showed up on a paparazzi strolling. I don't know. Nicola Sheridan did? On the oh, same I didn't day see it. as the wedding with her new hunky boyfriend. Oh, so, I like that. Yeah, that's that's good PR. Yeah, it is good PR. Ooh. All right. When we come back, we've got a lot of Hollywood stuff to get to that we haven't got to yet, and more Paris stories. This is Lori and Julia, My Talk 1071, um, 1071.com.